The Roy's go Hollywood, baby. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. Right here in the middle of fucking wood. Today, we're discussing episode 6 of Succession's final season. And I couldn't be more excited. I hope you could hear that in my voice. To be joined by our very own human Chernobyl. Guys, it's Abu Bay! First of all, I'm way more Hollywood than... A human Chernobyl, but you know, I'm doing okay. I'm definitely doing better than Chernobyl was. I mean, honestly, I just, I didn't see another point where I could get that phrase into, into our discussion. I just had to put it in at the beginning because the cost of what a human Chernobyl, Kendall, man, what, what, what's going what on earth? Me? Yeah. Everything about, there's so many things about this episode that felt so haphazard. Like everybody was running on vibes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that happens sometimes in succession, but. They took it to the max this in this episode. Like this was very, very, very Hollywood, especially with Kendall's weird behavior. Who do you think, without going into detail, because we're obviously going to talk about the episode, that's what you guys are here to listen to. Who do you think was running most on vibes? Ooh, interesting. I am actually going to say Kendall. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So not I'm gonna say Kendall. Not Roman. I was thinking maybe I was thinking maybe Roman, but um his is more a situation of um, the results of being pre-griefed <laughs> rather, rather than somebody who thinks they know exactly what's he going have, on. He should have gone to Kendall's great grief, grief guy. Kendall has the best grief guy. He um, truly does. Okay, so before we talk about all of that, guys, come on, it's admin. We are still doing Barry. We're still heading towards that final, final week. That has Barry, Succession, Yellow Jackets, and Ted Lasso all finishing within like the same eight days. So that should be fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're still covering Barry. Right now, the episode should be on your feed, if, depending on what time you're listening. But Obiora and Jeremiah covered episode four. So please check that out. That's also on YouTube if you want to watch that. Yeah. What else are we still covering? What else are we still covering? Yellow Jackets. We're still covering Yellow Jackets. Obviously, last week was a dead week. There was no episode last week, but we're back this week for. Very, very intense episode, guys. Trust me, if you watch Yellow Jackets, you want to watch this episode live. You want to listen to our episode immediately. Um, what else are we covering? Love and Death, the show starring Elizabeth Olsen and Jesse Plemons, a, a favorite of, of this podcast. Um, we obviously didn't cover the first week, which had one, episodes one to three. And if you've watched that show, you know that we had to be back for episode four. So we're going to be covering episode four, hopefully to the end of the season. I'll be doing that with my friend, Comfort. Um, Ted Lasso. Ibube joined the boys last week to talk about Ted Lasso. He just loved the episode so much that he had to he had he had to just jump on. So many feels. Yeah, so many feels. Um he also we have a special episode coming later this week on Ted Lasso. I'll be joined with by a friend, so please li- check out for that. Um what else? In the words of Kendall Roy, our franchise pump is pumping, guys. We have a new film focused podcast. Is the cinema fronted by Priscilla and Jess, produced by Chinedu. Please check that out. The first episode is out where they talk about the movies that they're looking forward to for the rest of the year. Some great discussions on Barbie, Oppenheimer, Dune, some of the regular favorites. Um, yeah, and then later this week on Friday, the next episode will be out. And hopefully every Friday or Thursday going forward, we'll have new episodes for you guys. 
um, unlike the Roys, I'm not dumping a money truck on them, but hopefully we get we get uh, the franchise running. Um, okay, let's talk about Succession. Everybody. Season 4, Episode 6, titled Living Plus. <laughs> uh, Living Plus. Written by Georgia Pritchett and Will Aubrey and directed by the returning Lawrence Scafaria. She finally got to, to shoot Kendall on a stage. Dream come true. Yeah, after last season's bait and switch. So, we're going to talk about the characters in a bit and then I think we'll focus a lot more on the investor call. Mm-hmm. So, but before all of that, Actually, let me ask you a question a bit. Do you, I know you listen to podcasts about TV shows. If not, I, I know you're listening to like the official ones. Mm-hmm. Do you ever go in like expecting people to talk about something and then they talk about something completely different? And like, how does that make you feel? Do you feel disappointed? If you're like, oh, that's, that's actually a good angle that you guys took. Interesting. Uh, I don't really, I guess I go in with not that many expectations. Like I kind of just go in with the curiosity of what will they talk about rather than are they going to talk mm-hmm. about this one thing? But yeah, once in a while, there will be a thing that I'm kind of tuning in just to listen to, uh, to get thoughts on. And then if they don't talk about it, I'm like, huh, I guess it wasn't that important to you. But that doesn't happen too often. Yeah, okay. I just I just say that just to, because I had kind of a structured episode and then this really came to my mind, I think maybe last night or Early this morning, just when I was thinking about this episode. Um, so I just don't want to disappoint any listeners. I want to talk about, I want to start by talking about the, I don't think we're talking about the emotional impact of Logan's death on this kid since really episode three, like since really Connor's wedding episode. And I think that might be a good time to do it because we might not have the space to do it going forward. But I just want to talk about how profoundly broken these kids are. And every time, every time a character reacts or says something, in light of Logan's demise, I'm only part of me is always like, "LOL, like it's not too this soon." Guy was <laughs> no, no, I've never done. I'm just like, this guy was terrible. Like, I feel like you guys are it, like you really was not, not like it wasn't that deep, yeah. but like, like I was like, guys, you kind of hated this guy, but at the same time, obviously, I know he's their father. There's abuse, all of that. But but I just want to talk about where you are. This is the question. Let me arrive at the point. Are you surprised by how? much this is impacting them no it was their father despite everything they think they knew everything they Mm. think they had under control he was not only their father but he was their boss he was the most central figure in their lives i mean i hate to be that guy again or maybe i love to be that guy again but you know kendall hasn't seen his kids in a long time he sees his dad in his sleep so (laughs) you don't know that you don't you know you know no 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 no. you don't know that maybe okay maybe the camera just isn't showing also it's been like it's been like five days Mm -hmm. right so maybe he only gets visiting time over the weekend visiting time (laughs) amazing yeah like (laughs) do you think kendall got uh what they call it custody main custody no he did not Okay, let me throw you a follow-up, actually. I was just thinking about that. Do you think the characters are surprised by how much the death is impacting them? Some of them are. I think Shiv is, for sure. Hmm. Um, I don't think Roman is surprised because he's too busy still thinking that he has it under control. I don't think Roman is even aware that he's grieving and lashing out. Um, I think he's the only one that had any real, like, fully outward expressions of love towards logan left to give uh kendall and shiv both would have said that they hated him i don't think that's something roman would have said like i don't think roman could physically have said i hate this man or i hate you or you made me hate you anything like that like shiv and kendall have both said variations of that um 
But importantly, yeah. Roman is the last person to speak to him, quote unquote, and he basically asks him if he's a cunt. Yes, but he he does he does that because he expects better, and you expect better about uh, you expect better from people that you love and or respect, right? Mm. Um, he was essentially like after because he's like, yeah, I I respect you. I'm glad that we're working together. You know, I'm going to help you on this Matson thing, but I'm going to go to Connor's wedding. Oh wait, you're not coming to Connor's wedding? What the hell is wrong with you, man? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let's be real here. So that was kind of uh, there was a sense of disappointment there. Um, especially since Connor actually also loves Logan. Like he actually is still looking for, you know, that chance to kind of commune with him. He's learned to live without that love being reciprocated. But, you know, he's still a human being. He's still looking for love in all those other places. Thankfully, he has Willa now and she's fully on board. Like, Our fave Willa is like one of the great transformations of the show. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think, I think everybody is, um, is kind of dealing with it it's kind of differently and i think it makes sense what it's doing to each person on an individual level how they in- yeah. interact with each other as a group is also you know an effect of this um i've been seeing a lot of people talk about how their camaraderie that we saw in episode one is not going to last i think on some level it's still kind of lasting so far yeah but one percent in episode one i knew it wasn't is it, is it even kind of lasting like shiv is literally i mean double crossing the, them in in a sense, but first of all, the other two don't really know that, and they have this attempt, at the very least, to work together. In past seasons, everybody was at odds, trying to mess the other person up, only coming together in brief moments of like, "Look, I really need some emotional support right now," and yeah. you know they don't give that easily in this family. So I think can that we was... bookmark that a bit because that's a good, very good point, and something that I want to pull on when we. In like like two minutes, when we're talking about about Kendall, mm-hmm. just to wrap up the whole Logan's impact on them is that they are all watching that video or a variation of that video. Um, Roman has that joke edited video, and he's just playing it over and over again. Kendall is also playing the original video over and over again. We see. She I wonder why he needs that. I wonder why Roman needs that. <laughs> Like, but that's he's like he's the that's the only way he can hear his. I think it's the same reason Kendall is playing the video. It's still the denial at the beginning. Look, K- Kendall, I guess, kind of wants to hear that because he's trying to prove something. For Roman, it's like, why are you making? Why do you make someone do this? And it's so funny how they actually built on like that whole thing with Roman listening to that particular kind of recording. That was obviously building on what Greg had said to that guy. And as somebody, <laughs> anybody who has edited the video. Was just mm-hmm. feeling very annoyed and triggered <laughs> when when Greg was doing what you have to do. It. I was just like, "Are you insane, bro?" My reader of that is that it's Kendall that sends Roman that video. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it's like a joke, like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." Like, it, I, I think it's a joke. No, no, I, it was it was definitely a joke. Like, but my thing is, why is Roman listening to it over and over and over again? Like, does it does he does he still thrive on deprecation? I I don't, mm, I don't think so. I think it's just that because it's his dad's. Spe- I think he just wants to hear his voice. It's because his dad is speaking to him, and the fact that his deprecation doesn't stop him from listening to it. Yeah, like. You might be like, oh, I want to listen to my dad, but he's insulting me, so I won't listen. But like, no, I don't even care if he's insulting me. I just, it's the same thing happens to Kendall. He literally calls the children terrible, mm-hmm. but Kendall is still like, doesn't matter, I play it again. So, um, yeah, and also Shave is scheduling her grief, which we'll obviously talk about in a second. Um, okay, so let's talk about, let's talk about Kendall. Let's start, let's start with Kendall. What we're going to do, we'll talk about the characters before 
the investor call. Then we'll talk about the investor call as as, as a whole towards the end. So um, Candle and Roman are still trying to crash the deal. Their their plan now is to paint Martin as as volatile. Good luck. <laughs> and I don't want to argue about whether the Greybeard C3, that, I don't think that's as important. But I think what is important is that like, they're like, mm, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Like, the, what they say, his, his character is priced in or something like that. It's just like, we know he's, he's volatile. We've already taken the into account. Pulling so it's just Elon. another attempt by Roman and Kendall crashing and burning. And then Shiv, Shiv says it. Shiv says, boys, you're not good at this. Which, back to the point I said I wanted to bookmark, it reminded me again of what Ibuka said about episode four. And we discussed last week about how everyone is just told, like, it felt like previous, and this might be, I don't know if this is because everyone is just saying what they need to say with, with, because Logan is no longer there or because there's a, there's a finale coming up and we kind of have to just say what we have, what we have to say to, to reach the finale. We can't really hide things anymore. So it's like, which part of it is from the character, which part of it is just making TV. But in previous seasons, she wouldn't have called them out on it. She would have probably gone back and continued her scheming. She wouldn't have been like, Boys, I see you. Like, what did she say? She said, I see you. You're not good at this. Like, remember when you tried to lie to dad that I spilled something in the range of, like, mm-hmm. you're still doing, you still have the same tics that you had when you were a child. Like, so I don't know if she would have called them, called them out previously, but yeah, no, she calls them out. And that was very interesting for me to see. And they, they uh, quasi apologize. Again, I don't know how. Quasi. I think that was probably the best they could do. That was, that might have been the realest apology we've ever seen these guys. But do you think they believed it? That's why I added the word quasi. I think, think Roman did. Maybe not Kendall. Mm. Again, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, okay, so Kendall continues this episode trying to make this investor call because now they've decided that since they can't get the board to be scared of Martin's character, they will try to just make Waste Oracle too too expensive for Martin, essentially. They said he can't afford more than 192 per share, so they want to increase the Waste share price. And that's funny because... When in the for the original bear hug, right? Mm-hmm. What they decided to kind of come up with was, uh, I, as a response, was um, a poison pill, and that's what the, kind of what they're doing again. So uh, we said last week the bear hug is, you know, when they make the company essentially irresistible by the numbers, right? So you have to take yeah. that, um, you have to take that offer to your shareholders. So a poison pill is now this you in response to those people who are trying to give too much money, you basically fatten the calf so much that even their large amount of money can no longer contain or afford what they're trying to get. Yeah. And that's and that's called a poison pill. That was the entire reason Logan was trying to go for Pierce. He was like, Okay, well, if we Pierce, buy Pierce and Sandy yeah. and Stewie, despite their great offer that we have to take to the board, we actually they can't they can't afford it. But too big for them to swallow yeah. it, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, so and then in this case, so Kendall's idea is to make a tech valuation on Living Plus. I'm not really going to try and explain the in and out of that because I don't think it's that important to do. It, do you do you know though? But I get, I, I I think I understand the concept, and so I think it's it's actually the, a very specific reference. But yeah, okay, go ahead, explain the reference. Okay, so are you familiar with WeWork? Yes. Okay, so Jared Leto and Tuskatcha State. Sorry, L O L. I have a rough idea, but oh my yes. god! Okay, so here's the thing. He said, "I think we can get a tech valuation for a real estate proposition on this." Mm-hmm. And then Roman says, "Living Plus," and I was actually dying because 
WeWork is um well anyone who doesn't know WeWork is a co-work uh, like a co-working space company. It's essentially a real estate company. They let you kind of get space to like work with people on your own, whatever the case may be. It's kind of a, a subscription service. But the founder of WeWork, um, Adam Newman, or co-founder, um, he kind of wanted to expand it. Like he and his wife, um, like even outside of his actual co-founder, but he and his wife were trying to do all kinds of things to expand the business. They wanted to make it like we grow where they were building a school. We live like to have like basically apartments and dorms. Like he thinks he invented dorms. Like it, it was, it was such a weird list of things. They have, they had like a whole slew of adjacent businesses that were coming out of the WeWork brand. And for some reason, there was an insane amount of hype around this. WeWork at its peak was valued at $47 billion, 47. And that makes no sense. Wow. The basic thing there was that for some reason, they managed to get a quote unquote tech valuation on what was actually a real estate company. They made themselves seem like a tech company and Wall Street valued them as that, but WeWork was not a tech company. WeWork was a real estate company. So Kendall coming here and saying, I think we can get a tech valuation for a real estate proposition on this is a clear dig at WeWork because that is exactly what happened. And it's too funny. I love, I love Greg saying, well, I don't know if we can if we can consider real estate tech because people have had houses forever. That's literally, it's literally a response to Greg that. just putting it in the <laughs> most, yeah, in the most basic terms. So what we can say about Kendall, because you can say lots of things about Kendall, but he has very strong creative ideas. Yeah, even though I don't know Whether how he's going to inflate that price to 192, but yeah. Oh, I'm even talking about just his performance. He wants the clouds, he wants the houses. He says it's Hollywood, is like create the house in, in nights. This is the same guy that wanted to like sing Billy Joel on stage with like um how were they called? The little NW no no um yeah. Tang Clan. Ah, what were the names? I think I think it was just Tiny Wu Tang actually. I think Tiny Wu Tang. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, yeah, so Kendall wants to increase Waystar's share price, um, to a friend of Madsen, and he wants to and it then leads to some mathematical mumbo jumbo, which I uh, look, guys, I I don't know what it meant, but I could tell that it was wrong. I could tell that what Kendall was doing made no sense. <laughs> That's the thing uh, this episode. Everything was just running on vibes. Like everything was so haphazard. You're watching stuff. It's like I don't like I, I feel like most people were seeing this, like, I don't understand what's actually going on here, but I just know that everyone is confused. <laughs> and you can tell that Pete is about to have an ulcer. Clearly. Like he's really killing like, I remember when he's like I Pete is like, hair and and Jeremy Strong is like, hair? What is that? <laughs> Is bullying actually can't talk about Jeremy can't talk about Jeremy Strong here because before I forget, like that's Hollywood. He's so he's so fine-tuned to this character. Like you can have all the method acting allegations or whatever or think mm-hmm. pieces or whatever, but like whatever he's doing is so obviously working. Like they do an extreme close-up on his face. Mm-hmm. And I'm not seeing somebody acting. I'm just seeing Kendall Roy. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's just Kendall, like, he's just Kendall Roy. Like, you, you believe every reaction he makes. You believe everything. And look, back to what we said about the grief um, earlier in this episode. Jeremy Strong is a great actor, but Kendall Roy isn't. So, like, when he says that stuff at the, in, in, the, in the presentation, yeah, like, that's not, that's not him acting for the cameras. Like, you know that that's genuinely how he feels. Yeah. As, like, he wishes all of that. So, anyway, yeah, look. He's just, and again, obviously all the actors on this show are really good and everyone does something so well, but like, 
I don't know. There's something Jeremy does some of the small things so well. It's like, oh, this is he's so he's living in that character's head. Um, let's talk about Greg quickly and Greg's ability to always be in the right place. Greg, Greg is still still too funny. Just, he just is. And I think the show now even knows what they're doing because they basically revealed Greg like a surprise in that scene. Like you think it's just Kendall and Roman talking, mm-hmm. and then the camera cuts and Greg is there as well. Like it's. They started that scene with the why of the three. Obviously, succession doesn't really do why, but you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. They started that scene establishing all three of them in there, but like, no, 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 like, they want to show you that Greg is here. And all of a sudden, he's just there, like, contributing to the conversation. He, he's making, what, what, I can't remember what they said in, uh, this is so terrible, I'm forgetting my references. But in Mean Girls, when they're like, stop making, is it fetch, I think? I can't remember. Somebody remind me in the comments. Anyway, but he's making the quad squad thing. Like he's he said it so many yeah, times he's, that he's, he he's committing. Real. Like yeah, he's there. Roman is lightly jipping him. He's not even insulting him really, and he's like, the Kendall is giving him high priority. Like guys, that's a big task that Kendall gave him. Yeah, like Kendall's entire thing relied on Logan being able to say double. And he gave that to Greg. He gave he wasn't that wasn't busy work. That was a serious job. And he made it he happen. Gave that to Greg. And almost and like you said, an almost impossible job. And honestly, anyone that is looking closely will see that it, it it's not possible. Yeah, like, that was not just... real. But you're not really looking closely. Anyway, yeah. And I just loved. And again, Greg is so fucking slimy, man. Like I don't well, I don't know Kendall's speech when he's like, um, Tom, I'm here for you. Like I'm supporting you. But he's only really there so he can't he can congratulate Kendall. Like he's only he's telling Tom that he's there to support him, but he's only really there so he can be there when Kendall finishes his speech. Yeah, Greg, man, and he was look. even telling Tom like, "Yo, yeah, your presentation sucks, so you know you don't have to follow anything that <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> you can say things exactly uh, yeah. as you wanted." And, and then Tom's presentation yeah. actually did suck. Like, what was he doing? Pulling an Oprah? You an ATN citizen? Oh. You an ATN, ATN citizen? My you goodness. Are- I just every in fact just let me let me, let me just stay on Tom for a moment because so, okay still Tom no, because still, still. first what is what is wrong with him today like <laughs> this episode like he's making so many weird decisions not just with Greg but even you with think so I, I think I think he kind of is should because, we should we table that for the shift discussion because I don't I don't think so I don't think he's making weird decisions I like think that. I think it's weird in the sense that like from our point of view we're not used to seeing him doing certain things like being fully oh open. okay. But for him, like from his point of view, the, the decisions definitely make sense. I'm just saying it's weird yeah, to see Tom in certain like. It's back to places. what we said, isn't it? Yeah. Like, Lo- Logan is gone. Everyone is unleashed. Basically. See Carl. See Carl having oh my three back to back incredible episodes. Three. I, I can't actually three. with Carl because. <laughs> he's going to pay. He's, he's, at this rate, I know he's going to pay. But anyway. We'll see. So let's just quickly go to Roman. Roman, as we mentioned earlier, earlier, goes on a firing spree. Yeah. Why do you think he fires Joy Palmer? Who, by the way, I should mention, she plays a pivotal role in last season of Barry. So people that what Bush might have recognized her. Um, yeah. Why do you and I think she's also married to Barry's stunt coordinator, which is just anyway. Sorry. Mm. Why do you think he fires Joy Palmer? Because I have my theory well first of all why don't you go ahead and tell the people who she actually is and what she does because i'm sure that may have been confusing <laughs> okay so do they 
because I think again I have a theory, but do they say it explicitly what who she is and what she does? Um they don't say it explicitly, they kind of contextualize it. So I believe she's the president of Waystar Studios. Yeah, the closest they come to saying what she does is Jerry saying she's a studio executive. Yeah, so I'm thinking she's president of Waystar Studios. Um yeah. I'm trying to think of somebody that's I mean, basically I don't know if she's Kevin Feige. Probably Kevin Feige. She's kind of she's kind of like Kevin Feige. Yeah, so Roman is kind of like Bob Iger, and she's mm-hmm. Kevin Feige. That's probably mm-hmm. the easiest way to kind of kind of put it in. Yeah. Although obviously Marvel is is niche compared to like Waystar Studios, that is everything. But that that's kind of like the. She's kind of like the Kevin Feige. Like if, it, if this was Disney, she would, this would be the Kevin Feige of say Disney Animation Studios or something like. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, Kevin Feige is the best example of for normal people to know. Like, I, I can't mention random studio heads. You guys yeah. don't know who that is. So, like, Kevin Feige is probably the best because he's not, she's not a director, but she's an executive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you get, so she's, to me, she was like the president of, of the studios. Anyway, why do you think he fires her? Because he's insecure. He, like, first of all, firing her is absolute madness. At first, like, it's, it's one of those things where I'm watching this, where I'm watching this show and I'm thinking, okay, this is a joke. This is like, this, this is not going to land. But then he's, his face stays serious and then he leaves the room. I was like, okay, yeah, I was like, okay, you're committing to this. He, he starts by gaslighting her. I've said it now, I have to. <laughs> he gaslights her first. Then he gaslights himself. Then he gaslights her again. And then he's like, you know what? I think it's best to commit to this. And as literally, as he's walking away, she's like, you're going to regret this. Like, you're making a mistake. And I think it, it makes sense, first of all, that Jerry would come to talk to him about this since she's general counsel. But I like that. That it, talk. You using talk there is doing a lot of heavy lifting. He's talk. doing a, quite Jerry a lot of heavy not, lifting. Jerry <laughs> was not talking. But yeah, I mean, that, obviously it, it, it kind of um, brought them to a new moment in their quote-unquote relationship. Yeah. But he fires Joy Palmer because he just gets this sense from her that she doesn't think he's capable of doing what he's supposed mm-hmm. to do and that he's an mm-hmm. idiot. And, you know, Roman has this thing where, you know, he's used to people treating him like the quote-unquote idiots, like just a happy-go-lucky, mm-hmm. um, dumb person. And I think it's, he's feeling strong, but he doesn't think that she respects him. And he says that. He's like, I don't think you're actually, you know, giving me the respect that I need. I know he says that to Jerry too. Um, but, like, he he was kind of implying it more with with, with, with Joy. And, he asks about, first of all, the movie that they're making these people watch. He's like, okay, somebody's going to get fired for that, right? And he's like, yeah, you know, lots, lots of heads. And it, it, she, big it, egos. Yeah, it feels like, it feels to him, I think, that she's trying to use, I guess, kind of big words, vague words to sort of delay and obfuscate and just like get what she needs out of him. And he's like, well, I'm here to give you what you want. Like, I'm just going to pour money on you. You just need to do exactly mm-hmm. what I'm asking. And then she says, Ugh. She says, I'm sure mm-hmm. you got to where you are for a reason. Something like that. So to me, that's the exact That's exactly point. where, once he hears that, it's a rap. Like, he's like, oh, really? For a reason, huh? Because I think, I because obviously she's saying, like, look, Jared Mankin is causing us stress. Mm-hmm. I was just imagining Seth MacFarlane, because MacFarlane is obviously very, very open about the right wing. But then he has Family Guy on Fox. And he, like, he would insult Fox, mm-hmm. Fox News on, like, Twitter, but then he has Family Guy at 8 p.m. on Fox. Anyway, she's like, look, Jared Mankin is causing us stress. Creatives are a bit, we don't like this. And to me, there's a second, <laughs> remember when Ken Roman is like, oh, you want me to say more words? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how meetings work. <laughs> yeah, literally. No, so to me, there's a moment where he's about to become sincere because like he, he he looks away and he's like, okay, look, I get it. I get the problem you have. But he's about to explain it and everything. And, he's, and then he says something along the lines of, 
I'm sure you're like thinking I'm a fuck up or something like along yeah, those yeah. lines. And I, I think that was him being sincere. Yeah, he was trying to actually be like, let's look, you can trust me. You know, you can trust yeah, us. Yeah, and then instead of her just like laughing. She just said, I'm sure you're where you are for a reason. I was like, oh my God. And I found, because <laughs> I laughed at that. Like, I laughed at that. Like, I was like. <laughs> yeah, because any, anybody around who was listening to this meeting would have immediately started laughing at Roman. Like, that was a clear, like, just veiled insult. And then the camera stays on him. The camera stays on him throughout that entire like, and then he starts to spiral that. like he did for Madison and I was like oh okay okay yeah okay, I see it I see it it, it was, it, <laughs> it was his, his brain was just replaying Hannah Barbera business school oh my god bro like I think it, it's just it's 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 funny because from there like he really thought he could just wipe it away like you mm-hmm. know his first of all your dad isn't here to to save you anymore right he goes to Kendall and he's like okay I may have just Fire Joy, I mean, I'm just Fire Jerry, you know, like, is that okay? No, Can no, we... no, no. And the funny thing is, like, sorry, to he says, I think we should fire Joy. Okay, yeah, so he, right. So, so what would have happened if Kendall was like, no, fuck that, we can't do that. Then he would have had to walk him back, essentially. But Kendall yeah, agrees okay. with him, right? Kendall, mm-hmm, Kendall mm-hmm. agrees with him, which then, <laughs> which then made me laugh because he said, yeah, you know, it, it makes sense. You know, we're coming in, we're shaking things up, we're making moves. I'm like, Joy's livelihood is tantamount to moves moves gentlemen I, I mean look isn't that isn't that look we've never really discussed what the show is about but like isn't that what the show is about or like so many lives are in the hands of a few idiots like a few stupid people mm-hmm. like joy entire family and everything and obviously look nobody's really crying tears for joy because she's also quite rich but you get what especially, i mean like, especially since she's about to make a killing off this lawsuit yeah this like full termination these guys are just like let's lay off X amount of people. You're like, these are real people. These are not like CEOs. These are real people that are living paycheck to paycheck. And the show is like, mm-hmm. these are the people who control the world. They are stupid and have daddy issues. That is what this show is. If, there, if, if there's one sentence, that's what this show is saying. It's like, these are the people that we think are so smart, right? This is, this is who they are. And it's like, it's across all boards. It's the Roys, it's the Pierces, it's the Vikings. All of them are just <laughs> the stupid and have daddy issues. <laughs> but, but focusing on the actual plot or whatever happens, I, I like, the, to me, two things about what you said. One, I find it so interesting that they keep using their dad as justification. Like, this is what dad would do. Put on the dad goggles. Like, every time they want to justify a bad decision, like, this is what dad would do. And part of me is almost, almost like... Because they don't understand accountability. Like, is it always... And like, it's actually like not what he would have done. Everything. Like... Like, I know he was a dick, but, like, I feel like sometimes he would not always do the worst possible thing. Like, is he actually... Yeah, dick? he was a rational dick. Yeah, look, let's put it on his gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> the, the burial hasn't happened yet. There's still time. <laughs> Looking Roy, a rational dick. Um, and then another thing for me that I was quite conscious about, like you said, is Kendall. He's really supporting Roman. You know, just, just, like, he so basically supports her, supports him when he fires, when she, he fires Jerry quote-unquote shaves godmother which they walked that back which you should not be doing so so my question and you can you better even have to have an answer but you can answer if you think you have an answer is 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 Kendall supporting Roman because he wants to be this supportive um fellow CE bro in the words of of Hugo <laughs> the bad one or could he be heading down Manic Street like are these signs of of mania coming and just like yeah that's good that's good that's good like are we seeing season one, episode seven to ten, Kendall coming back? Like, is this yeah. a sign of mania? 
I don't think it's a sign of mania. I think I think he is actually trying to support, but it's a question of why he's doing his like like the different reasons. I, don't, I think there's more than one reason that he's providing the support. On some level, there's the whole you know we need to kind of have each other's backs and be on the same page as the quote unquote CE bros. But I think there's also a part of him that can see that Roman is sort of spiraling, like he's not as pre-grieved as he claims to be, mm-hmm. and just wants to make sure that like you know, that he has like that backing that he needs. And obviously a lot of people's lives don't matter. I mean, when Kendall hears that he's fired Jerry, right? You can see there's a tiny bit of shock there. He's like, wait, you did what now? <laughs> like, she's Godmother Jerry? <laughs> or is that different Jerry I don't know about? No, literally like it was, it was wild because um, obviously they have the power now to walk certain things back. And this really is an interim position. Like, let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. If, the, if and when the sale goes through, you know, they're not really going to be the CEOs of Waystar Rick or anyway. They'll probably be the CEOs of some other sub-entity or something. But yeah, um, I think him well, saying... Well, they'll be CEOs to, of PGN. Well, assuming that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, he, him saying that, like, Jerry doesn't treat him with respect and that he'll fire her too, like, that was such a, a weird thing because he's throwing these things around to lash out, but I don't think he understands the gravity of the words he's saying and it just shows mm. his inexperience. Like somebody, I don't know if Logan, like Logan probably, he, he's definitely the type of person who would threaten people, but his threats aren't just like empty or used for bravado. Like if Logan was saying something like that, you could be sure like, okay, he's thought this through and mm-hmm. there's actually a chance that he could really fire you with cause. Mm-hmm. But Logan is trying to, I mean, Roman is trying to seem scary and that's not going to work out for him because first of all, Jerry is not easily intimidated. and. It's also interesting to me that despite everything Kendall has said, everything he's done, like he's trying to hold on to this company. He was supposedly the one who was always like, you know, I know tech is going to eat us all up, which is what Mm -hmm. Jerry says in this episode. Mm -hmm. So that's just proof that this whole thing is a farce because Kendall has gone out of his way to tell him, you know, let's be the new generals. Like tech is coming up. We can't be holding on to a legacy media company. But here they are now trying to hold on to a legacy media company, firing all the people that can help them actually run a legacy media yeah. company. Well, I think if you asked Kendall, if you're, if you're able to get Kendall to be his most honest of an Aston one-on-one, I think he'll tell you that, like, yeah, he doesn't want Martin, but he believes he can find the right tech person. Like, he believes that... Because I think he... Like, because he wanted Martin before when he was, like, he could control the company and have Martin. Remember, he wanted, he wanted Martin when it was not Martin buying the company, when it was, like, I can't remember what deal they had in place last season for like yeah. Martin as a share. So I think he would tell you that like, no, I still believe in tech and I believe that once I fend off Martin and I and we are CEOs of Waster, we can find the right tech company. Maybe another Swedish billionaire or whatever. Um, something about Kendall though, and I'm sorry we're back on Kendall as I talking about Roman, but like he knows, he might not be a serious person, but he knows the right things to say. Like, when he's detailing that article to Roman, I'm like, yeah, this is what The Economist or Wall Street Journal would say. Mm-hmm. Like, these CEO bros are getting rid of the old guard and they're shaking things up and they're... Like, it, what he's saying makes sense, at least to me, as someone who is not involved in our world... Yeah, he knows how stuff would articles. play. Exactly. Like he, he, which is, I think, he, his ascent in season three was actually quite good because, like, he, he cared so much about social media but because he also knew how... It worked. Like in first of season three, that ascent before his birthday. He, he kind of knows, he might care too much, but he knows how that works. And he knows the speak, which comes into play during the during the investors meeting, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, let's talk about Shiv, right? 
And if you can't remember, bring back that your Tom and Shiv take. But Shiv and Martin continued their, in my opinion, sexually charged subterfuge. Um, yeah, I think that's what he wants it to be. Um, when he gets off that plane to walk onto her plane, I was just like, wow. You know, this guy is probably only not in jail because just because of money. Because you can just see you can just see that this guy is fond of harassment. (laughs) Just in general. (laughs) Like he's just like he's just the type of person who doesn't leave people alone. And it was hilarious to see him like actually get off the plane. He's like, Oh, like she should come up. I was like, what is what is wrong with you? (laughs) Him walking Across, it was giving Swedish tech billionaires so much, like Skarsgård. Yeah, him walking across bare feet was such a choice, such an incredible choice. Literally a choice. Like, it's just (laughs) that's not that's not in the script. I'll be surprised if it doesn't. That's last between Lorraine and Alexander. Like, it's just like I was like, that's such a choice. That's such a great choice, and it makes so much sense. And he's. Physique. I mean, we went about this a bit last season. He basically lumbers, right? But I'm like, pretty sure between, yeah, I'm pretty sure he must have shot the Northman between season three and season four. Mm. So he doesn't quite have the Northman physique, but he's not like, like when he tells Roman in the last episode, like, careful brother. I'm like, Roman, he could probably fuck you. He could probably beat you. Like, <laughs> he looks look like he could fuck you. So like, he does, oh, obviously he's not, he's not the Northman, but he's also like, He's not Tom, in, in the words of Shiv. Like he's broad, but he's he's slouching so much. Like he's slouching mm-hmm. every because he's with someone like Eber, who's quite not tall, right? So he, he's slouching so much in that scene. He's slouching on the plane, like when he's moonwalking back. And like I was just like, ah. the phys- his physique is so like good, and you just see him domineering. And just like, and then whenever you do see him sitting, he's like slouching really badly. Like he's like he's look, yeah. he looks like me sitting on the couch. Like he's just sunk. <laughs> like oh, this is just. Yeah, I just Skarsgård is is doing an incredible job, but yeah. So Shiv does doing, and we know that they're continuing their subterfuge, and then Shiv is scheduling her grief. What did you think about that? I thought it was, um, well, a choice, right? I was at first I I thought she was on the phone with someone, but then I looked at what was actually going on on the device, and I realized that okay, this is a time where she's <laughs> even before she said it to him, I was like, wow, is she taking out fifteen minutes to cry? And I don't know if anybody's seen the show on Apple TV Plus called Shrinking. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah I was going to bring that up. Yeah. What they did, and I was like, "Wait, is she doing the fifteen minutes to cry thing?" And I was like, "Wow, okay, so well, well done, Shiv. I guess that's an actual thing." Yeah, because if you don't watch Shrinking, then that looks like a very eccentric and weird thing that only a royal would do. Because oh wow, you're so busy, you can't grieve. It's but a then real you watch thing Shrinking. that therapists apparently recommend. Yeah, and like they actually do have. And I was like watching Shrinking. I'm like, oh, that's something that's something I'm actually doing. My, in my own life. And then I, so like it is weird. Without watching Shrinking, that could be very weird. But then when you watch Shrinking, you're like, oh, because obviously in Shrinking they give more context and they explain it properly. You're like, oh, okay, that probably why not. Anyway, so yeah, I, I didn't know you had watching. That's why I asked you for your for your thoughts on it. Anyway, mm-hmm. Tom shows her kindness. Before they play Bidey or after they play Bidey, because I need to understand what is going on we'll with We'll get people. to Bidey. Well, we're, we're, we're still in the in the in the grief <laughs> room. Um there's a lot of well, maybe a lot is a harsh one, but there was discourse regarding Tom and Shiv after episode four on the stairs. People said it's like it was him being manipulative and stuff like that. But then I'm also interested to see how this scene is read because I personally did not read it as him being manipulative. Like when he kisses, when when he hugs her, rather. Like I, I don't think like he was like, oh, she's down and I'm going to try to ingratiate myself. I think he was him trying show genuine kindness that might be my man goggles talking so i don't know what did you how did you read that scene before the kiss 
I don't know, I think when it comes to to Shiv, um, with Tom, it's probably a bit of both. You know, I've talked before about how he actually is very tactical, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he does have real affection for Shiv. I think why Tom stands out really in this show is because he's one of the few people with an actual emotional core. Mm-hmm. Like Tom is actually a very like touchy feely, emotional craving human interaction type of person, which is why his interactions with Greg actually end up being so memorable and so fun for the audience because the Roy's barely actually commune. Like they don't really like get into feelings, which is why I was actually shocked at one point where Kendall and Roman were talking in this episode. And I was like, did they just almost talk about their feelings? <laughs> like it was like, look, nothing that happened was not good. And kind of like death. It's like yeah, yeah. Historically, like, guys, death is not good. Historically, like people. Historically, kind of, people kind of he's like, yeah, you know, it just took me by surprise. I was like, still handling how it happened to dad, and it was like going on before I even realized. I was like, wait, hold on, are they talking about their feelings right now? What is happening? Did dad <laughs> just <laughs> kind of just say an emotion. Do Roman just yeah. say a feeling? Um, Literally. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, with with Tom, I, I think it was. I think it was a bit of both. I think he kind of goes into that with some kind of tactic. Then he realizes, oh, this person needs some kindness, and then at that same time, he's like, I can probably use this to like make sure I have like sure footing in here. So you do think he was? So you, you fair enough. So you think he was? He was thinking like you. It's definitely I, on his mind. Because I should go back and watch that scene and see who went in for the kiss first. Yeah, I think it's my memories are was mine because because like he, yeah, just just because he um he he's he's constantly thinking about it like is the, his main concern right now is surviving in this mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. he's getting to a point where even greg might start it seems to me like greg might be starting to see tom as a liability oh i think 100 percent he is <laughs> so yeah so it's getting to a point where he has no allies even greg so tom, staying alive staying afloat in this world is tom's main priority so i think even if he is showing kindness to shift which i believe he he is there's a sense of, okay, how can I make sure I, you know, I'm, I show up my footing here? It's very good that you made that point because I wanted to bring something I completely forgot. Well, in the inside episode for last week, the Norway episode, Nicholas Braun said something about how Greg is beginning to lose a bit of faith in, in, in Tom. Tom. And yeah, he's kind of he's... looking for where he might plant his feet. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that obviously that then paints into kind of how he's more... Ah man, Greg, for someone as big as he is, he finds a way to to enter the corners of this conversation. Okay. Truly. Um I'm gonna talk about biting it, trust me. Now, um so Shiv and Tom are finally able to speak with each other as best as they can, and they play the weirdest game of who hurt who more before uh-huh. actually physically hurting themselves. Um what do you want to say about Bitey? I just want to know who came up with that and why it's a real thing. It's such um, a Roy game, isn't it? Like it's such a game that the Roy children would play. It's like we want. It's like exactly. It's like they probably came up with that as kids because they wanted to have, you know, actual physical connection. That I was just saying something. they don't do. They wanted to like, just feel something, <laughs> but they didn't know how to actually ask for it because they can't talk about their feelings. Uh, well, just hug, guys. It's fine. <laughs> you can hug. And I couldn't be like when she described. It, I was like, oh, they're gonna go to like a closet and do. It. I didn't think they were gonna do it in the middle of the event of like, guys, literally people are, like, people are watching people are here and then it led to them actually like hooking up what hey, is wait, going you on? laughed at me you called me a madman last week when i told you that their abuse to each other would make them hot for each other you thought i was a madman and then you and then, yeah 
Yes. Yes, you have been vindicated, but <laughs> um, but I don't know what's going on anymore. So like they're the, sickos. They're actual they, sickos. Yeah, they are. Like like when he sits down and he's like, "Look, Shiv, there's nothing more important to me." Okay, so I was like, "Wow, Tom, look at you!" So I wrote, I wrote that down because that is the most I've ever like. That's that's the that is the, the most, most honest he's ever been with her, and vice so, versa. So he says after talking about how, which again you mentioned that the one the the real one thing, real one difference between Tom and everyone else is that he thinks about money. Mm-hmm. Like Greg, he knows it can go away. Greg thinks about money, but he knows it like it can go away, but it always come back because he has. Like his his grandfather in the it's end. It's in his blood to take it for granted. Let's put it yes. that way. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. So like he might right now not have money, like for tomorrow, but he knows he'll have money next day. I don't know. Do you get what I mean? Like yeah. But Tom has to. When he says that, think about money, and then he he goes, "You didn't ask me in, Shiv," which is obviously what you kind of said in our season three finale episode. Mm-hmm. You kept me out, and I've always agreed to all the components. And it seemed to me that I was going to be caught between you and your dad. And I really, really, really love my career and my money. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I like nice things. I do. And this incredible dagger. And if you think that's shallow, why don't you throw out all your stuff for love? Come and live with me at the trailer park. Are you coming? And then she replies, well, I'll follow you everywhere for love tom warms cats and then they bust they put start laughing yeah and that was was the exact point where i knew in my head that i would tell you these people are sickos literally are they they though are are they or are they just they're honest and real sickos for the first time in their whole lives right now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but they're still sickos that whole thing was low-key terrifying because because i was kind of impressed with him for actually doing that it's like when Connor asked Willa, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I do what Are you with me? Are you just with me for money? But this whole thing with Tom, like, he, Tom has, like, let's be real, Tom has made enough money, right? That he should be okay. But Tom doesn't want to just be okay. And, I, and also, let's, let's, be, let's be clear here. The okay I'm calling okay is way more than okay. Mm. Okay? <laughs> so let's just be clear on that. So Tom is going to be fine, but he doesn't want to just be some rich guy. Mm-hmm. He wants to be one of the rich guys. Mm-hmm. And to do that, he has to stay in the circle. He has to stay within the locus of control. It just makes sense for him. And he doesn't want to give all that up. Like, it's like, I've been here. I've worked hard to get here. I'm not going to let it go. So, of course, I was going to choose self-preservation, right? And, you know, he admits that to her. And I think on some level, she likes that. Like, it makes her, like, respect him more in that moment. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, she... Caroline has um, Collingwood, her mom has has said before that she's like Logan in the sense that she didn't have anything that um, she loved that she didn't she kick to see if he would come back, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And she's been doing that to Tom partly because you know he kind of makes himself an easy punching bag, like he he kind of plays that role so that he can stay in, but he's still trying to stay in. However, now in order to do so, he's like pun- being a punching bag is not the way. The way to do that now is to actually be as ruthless is like just to be real with them and i think that makes a lot of sense for where his character has, um, is going right now yeah. the fact that he's still in shiv's life in this way is interesting i actually almost thought that she was gonna actually tell him about the pregnancy 
Like they almost had me time. there. One thing at a time. But, well, exactly. Let's, 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 um, let's, let's play to, Bailey today. We can talk about the pregnancy next week. Yeah, but to confirm that she does like respect him more, she asked for his advice on Matson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that reminded me of a point I made last week, which is like, again, the conversations we don't see. Like, what did Tom and Shiv discuss? Because the next time we see them, she's in her office about to talk to, to Martin and he has like his feet up. He's super comfortable. He's like, what agreement did they reach? What, what exactly has happened here? Um, should we go to the investor meeting? Or do you have more thoughts on Tom and Shiv? Well, I think, I think that's pretty much everything on them um, for now. I, I wonder how the way she interacts with Matson is going to affect that relationship with Tom, whatever it is right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, when she's calling Lucas and saying, hey, Lucas, hey, sweetie, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, um, but as I was, but as the game, like Tom is right there. Yeah, and Tom is like comfortable with it. So I'm like, this might be a plan. This is not something that hurts Tom. If that, if they, you get what I mean? So like, yeah, yeah. And I, he's just like asserting his presence, which is kind of an interesting choice on his part. But that that speech that you know Shiv makes to Roman, I wonder if she's trying to like about Kendall. I wonder if she's trying to drive a wedge between them in, in some in some weird way. And it makes me actually wonder, like. And, and I think this is actually kind of a good segue into the presentation, which, which by the way, let me just say, that presentation worked. <laughs> like, I can't believe I'm saying this. It worked so well. And yeah, I, was, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it actually really worked. Like, that was, that was, that was actually like an interesting product launch event. <laughs> it really went well somehow. So, well done to them. But So, it reminded me a lot about the fact that Kendall just always seems to step up. Because it reminded me a lot about the Congress mm-hmm. hearing from season two. Mm-hmm. Like in these places where you think Kendall, because we fucking know him, you think he will wilt and shrink. He he steps up. Remember in the Congress hearing, he he's he's going on like Logan is the one that's quiet. Kendall is saying all the right things, right? Yeah. Even the press conference end of season two, he's saying all the right things. And, but and here again, he he knocks it out of the park, like completely. We're gonna talk about the tweets in a second, but like he handled that he handles that so well as well. Like he. Like some things are obviously cranes, like obviously having the dad go back and forth and talk and everything, but it's still just so well done. Like, um, but let's give some background. So, like you mentioned, Shiv is kind of like talking in Roman's ear, like, do you want to do this? I don't necessarily think she was trying to put a wedge, or at least that's not how I read it. I read it as she was just trying to not make it go through, mm. right? Because that's obviously what Lucas had asked her to do. And I think Roman goes again. Where I read that seems that like Roman goes into that room trying to cancel the entire thing. But he ends up just pulling only himself out. Like he chickens out. He can't really cancel the entire thing. He's just like, okay, well, maybe you should do because I'm a bit scared. Uh, I don't know if Kendall sees through it. I don't think Kendall sees through it. I think he, he believes that that's true. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, and then David Rashi, as we mentioned earlier, gets another Hall of Fame scene because he's just like, okay, count. Like, <laughs> he, he, it's funny because he starts off being like, oh, can I see the numbers? How can I just be in the loop? And he's like, okay, fuck it. Look, boy. He's, he basically mm-hmm. said, boy, <laughs> look, uh, uh, what does he say? You have, you have my dick in your hands, but I have yours in mind too. Like you can't fire your CFO just after taking over. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. Another scene just to chew, chew him out. Just the, and, so and that's funny to me because it's, it's like these episodes are starting to give us like tiny moments of, of reckoning. Mm-hmm. Just, just to, just to address things that they may not have addressed before. I think, I guess Logan dying really makes it a new world because, mm-hmm. <laughs> because throughout the episode, Kendall is just, 
He's just manufacturing numbers. <laughs> he's manufacturing words as well. What it's does like, he say? He tells Robin in the room, he's like, we have new numbers for new North Carolina, whatever state he was. He was like, well, like where do you and have these like, new from numbers where? from? <laughs> so the fact that the show would take its time to have the CFO of the company come in and be like, bro, what are you actually doing with these numbers? Because if my head is rolling, I will make sure that yours is rolling after mine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was, that was really funny. And the fact that it's Carl. I'm telling you, Carl is just like comedy gold in this show. <laughs> he basically always has been. But as you said, yeah, these past three episodes, Carl has been on fire. I feel like he might end up paying for that particular one, but we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, we'll see. I mean, but he is right. I don't, I don't think even, and yeah. Kendall realizes that he cannot. And again, everything like, he said was oh, insane. God, Kendall's face, man. Jeremy Strong. Like, you can see him just getting chewed up and it's like, oh, fuck, he's right. I can't actually fire him but it's interesting that obviously jerry chews out Ket roman and kendall mm-hmm. gets chewed out by carl in the same episode like the two gray beards um yeah so let's talk about the we don't have to we're not going to go beat by beat of the whole investor thing like i said it's very it's very well done from 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 kendall he does it very well when he says i would love to get another deal with my dad or whatever and then skarsgård lucas martin sends out a tweet that says pulls on elon yeah dodrick Matt fry which is a reference to if we have if we are somehow we somehow have some German listeners. I do apologize for and I'm, 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 I'm t- pronouncing this terribly, but it's a reference to Arbeit Macht Frey, which was on the gates of the concentration camps that said, yep. "Work sets you free, or work makes one free." Mm-hmm. Dodrick, in this case, is the name of one of the um, Waystar Oracle mascots. So he's like the dog that. It's that, the one that uh, Greg was wearing in Greg the was first wearing, episode. Yeah. So, like, basically, imagine somebody did said um, Mickey Mucked Fry or something like that with with a picture mm-hmm. of Mickey Mouse and the construction camp. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my brain froze for a second there. Um, <laughs> what was Martin trying to say with that tweet? That well, they are they are keeping the old people together as like a construction camp. I guess um, that's what I was trying I, to say. I guess, yeah, I guess yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, that was, that was like, that was my sense there. And there was also the fact that he was trying to just introduce anarchy mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. no real reason other than to introduce he anarchy. Does say, like, he okay, says, I know what I'm doing. Like, yeah. He says, he tells that to shape. Like, I know what I'm doing, which is like, okay, what, what, what 100%. Like, he's yeah. like, because he's like, yeah, you, you need to make this stop. Mm-hmm. And when things don't stop the, exactly as he wants them to stop, he's like, all right, I'm going to take matters into my own hands yeah. and introduce some Wahala for you guys. So I, I, think, I think him introducing that amount of like stress is kind of just to throw them off because he knew that somebody is going to... That's always the thing, actually, also in these presentations. And like journalists, you know, love and respect them. But when somebody is on stage, having been looking at you for the past so bad. Fif- so 15 annoyed. minutes, right? And you're asking him, have you seen the tweets? Are you a dumbass? No. Anyway, yours is, even, is bad, but it's even slightly better. He, he did say, he was like, what is your response to me? Like, what is your tweet? response? I'm and it's like, bro, we've been here. No, that actually made me a little bit angry because... <laughs> oh, I was... He was like, oh, this is Lucas's tweet. Do you have a response? Like, what? I was like, bro... Yeah. I'm playing catch up. How am I going to know what tweet you're talking about? Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I do know what tweet that is because I've been staring at my phone for the past five minutes. You actual I idiot. Was so, I was, I thought, thank God it was just me. I was so I was like, I can't believe you actually just did this. Uh, but obviously that's what they would do in real life. Um, Kendall's reaction is so good. 
like he says all the right things. He remembers to apologize. Yeah, he and he does it, and he he apologizes without without even really admitting that much guilt because he didn't do the tweet. And I was like, oh I my like, god, wow, this is look so at you, good. <laughs> Your media training is actually coming out. Like you, you went to school. <laughs> I was like, jeez, like this. He's actually not. Like, I thought the tweet was all like. He'll do some classic um, successions um, where, where like, like every everything just like ends up going down the drain. But no, nope. was on, I was like, oh my god, this is so. Good. I was actually in awe of how good he was. Like, I was like, he's actually handling this so well. Props to him for sure. And then he goes to the beach to be baptized again. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I should mention. I, I wrote this down because it's just so funny. Um. <laughs> Shiv, when he comes, Shiv says, "Hire, hire Kendall." Literally, because because obviously, and then Kendall, she, she, and Kendall obviously laughs at the so. joke. So I was just like, "Oh my god, this family!" It's 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 so stupid, especially since I mean, everything about him coming back was funny because people are cheering him. Hugo, as usual, is doing the most. <laughs> like you just have to love Hugo in this show. But I think Carl was even doing more. Only Carl and said, Ka- "This guy is special." This guy literally, he said that, and he's like, "Carl, really?" After everything that just happened, no problem. Like, and then Roman leaves because he's like, "Wow, like I didn't expect this to actually work." First, do you think Roman all. has FOMO? Like I should have been there on some level. Yeah, yeah. He, because this is this is I don't think he would have been able to handle it. Oh no, honest. he wouldn't have. It, it would not have worked for him. Um, do you have any idea where this show is going? In the last four episodes. Like, do you even have a random roadmap? Because like, I can't. I can't even imagine anything. Nope. Zero. The only thing I know for sure is that there will be a funeral and that's where we can expect certain kinds of reactions. Mm. But I have no idea how it will affect the business, how it will affect the election, because that's still a thing that's looming. Mm-hmm. Like the election is really, really looming, right? So like the, in the same way that um, for the first two seasons, that, you know, that investor meeting, like the first, like the, the shareholder meeting was a thing that just, that was being mentioned. And then eventually we got it in season three. Yeah, I mean, we've kind of got more confirmations about this mm-hmm. whole one episode, one day thing. Yeah, and exactly. I mean, I think we might have misunderstood that because, I mean, there's a night in this episode. There's a, They sleep. They sleep in the yeah. speeding episode. So what I'm thinking is maybe each episode starts the day after the last episode ended. Yeah, essentially, each episode just continues like the next day, right? Yeah, so if, I don't if, think it's going like, to be 10 If we, ha- 10 if we have three days in an episode, then, mm-hmm. you know, the next episode will start at day four, something like that. So I don't know if it's 10, necessarily 10 consecutive days, but exactly, it's just like, yeah. it's a, a consecutive, it's consecutive yes, days. stretch of time. Exactly, yeah. So I, I don't think it's like one episode, one day, because I think that's a, but yeah, I think it's like, there's not going to be an episode that starts two days after the last episode ended, essentially. Um, which again, and look, you can yeah, you can think yeah. that 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 influences a lot of their thinking, a lot of their reactions, because then you're like, holy fuck, this guy Kendall is on stage giving this speech to all the investors in front of a hologram of his dad that died four days ago. That is insane. Like, this is. This is the point when you should be doing like grieving and nobody sees your face. Yeah. You just like and they're out there having to do this kind of business stuff. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I have no idea where this show is going. And I mean, by their past records. And we mentioned this, I think it was episode one, episode two. No, it was episode three, Connor's wedding, about how Jesse Armstrong is still a TV writer and he mm-hmm. still wants to go for something that is shocking. Like they wouldn't do something for shock value, but they would like to write something that is shocking. And Every season has kind of like the last four episodes have kind of changed the trajectory of the season. 
and something shocking usually happens towards the end, right? So we yeah. still know there's, there's, there's a quote-unquote twist still to come. So, yeah, I don't know. This is one of those episodes where I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck, this show could have actually gone three more seasons. Couldn't have. Like, it, it could have. It could have just could yeah, have done it, it, it really could have. Um, even here, like, you know, with, with Roman not being... He didn't seem okay with, like, Logan being in that presentation. I think every time he sees Logan, it just, like, sends him down. Well, I don't think anybody was okay with that. But, yeah, Roman especially, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you could get so many plot points out of even just that. And even with the, the 10 the ten episodes being, like, a, a stretch of time, like a close stretch of time type of thing, mm-hmm. it allows them to do a lot of things production-wise. For example, they don't have to get to a point where Shiv actually is showing in the pregnancy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because so, obviously they wrote I, this before they knew that Sarah was pregnant. Yeah. Because Lorraine, who directed this episode, also directed the Connors wedding episode. No, sorry, the wake episode. The wake said episode, that yeah. it's actually Sarah Snook that's falling down in that scene. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know that she was pregnant at that point. Mm-hmm. So, like, and so Lauren was like, she, when she found out, she felt really bad because she had made Sarah obviously fall down. And I, I'm just Sarah knew she was pregnant, but she wasn't telling people. It's like, so Lorraine, obviously, as a human yeah. being, but more so as a woman, is like, holy shit, I didn't like, could you have, yeah, knew could you, you could have told, told us? <laughs> yes. Because yeah, but... that scene is so, like, you, you know that somebody falling, like, that's not, there's mm-hmm. no cuts, no, like, that was very real. Falling. Yeah. And you're just like, could you have told us, please? Like, I, I made you fall when you're pregnant. Like, mm. bad things could have happened. Anyway, yeah, yeah that, so yeah, I felt it. Um, that was that was crazy. Um, but but yeah, the, with with the episode itself, I think I, I think one one of the one of the questions I had questions going into this episode, and I have and I now have questions leaving. Right. Mm. So going into the episode, I was thinking stuff like how are, how are Tom and Shiv doing? Did they actually go? for dinner, for example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we get to see some answer as to how their relationship is. Then I also thought, what is going to be the deal with, I guess, Matson and his relationship with Kendall and Roman? Like, are mm-hmm. they going to actually talk? Will there be some kind of rehash? Mm-hmm. Of course, they addressed it right at the beginning. These guys are lying about what happened at the mountain. As if, like, <laughs> like the way they're lying is so We didn't even wild. say that, but yeah, just so outright lying. They turned the entire okay. thing, like, <laughs> opposite. Like, yeah, and he's like, Kendall even went so far as to use the, you know, we didn't tell you because we we're protecting you line. It's like, bro, mm-hmm. what do you think this is? Like, nobody nobody believes that. Like, how yeah. can you actually, you don't even believe that. And I think that kind of thing just leads to very funny moments because where they should be getting allied, there's now like these little divisions. So instead of them doing all this stuff with Shiv, as they said they would, they have Greg sitting in on all these meetings with them. Like, you're just seeing Greg in places where Greg normally wouldn't be live more forever like like what's that is that like literally the like the slogan of living plus i live more forever i i I just thought i just thought these people are crazy and all of that put together kind of leads me to the main question i have going out of the episode Mm -hmm. which of caroline collywood's sons is more unhinged right now like which one is more unhinged because i know we're, we're thinking about what could come as the season ends. But I think one of the reasons, one of the, like the responses, the answers to that will basically depend on which one of these two guys I think it's is. Roman. Yeah. I think it's Roman. I think it's Roman. I think Roman has something that is really bubbling on that that has not. Yeah. On the surface, it's addressed. Kendall, but Roman, I, I, I'm worried. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I think Roman, firing, though, Roman yeah. firing Joy and Jerry in the same episode is like, like Roman would have fired Carl. If Roman was in Kendall's position. 
Mm-hmm. 100%. Immediately. So, yeah, I think your answer is probably Roman. But because we've seen Jeremy, not Jeremy Strong, sorry, we've seen Kendall Roy for, at this point, what, 35 episodes? I know a humongous descent is coming. I know something big is coming to destroy him. So, like, that, it's coming. The other shoe it always drops coming. for him. It's coming. And that's, that's what makes it sad. Uh-huh. Just watching him interact with staff that oh that's hollywood yeah we want we, I want we want to build a stage yes kendall thank you for the new rule on, kendall. like we want to build a house on this stage from scratch and he's telling them One yeah night. that oh, no thank news you thank you for the new like, rule kendall i was like I what is wrong point. with you i think that's a good it's point so, to end it please. yeah because like man. What, what what is wrong with him like no stage direction no idea of production costs production values like oh I, I i imagine this thing in my head so it has to be a reality oh, and nobody can God. say no to me. I know you guys are capable. I believe in you. Do it or else. And it's so dumb. Like from from that to Greg with the double earnings thing. Like these people are just, it's just so funny how they're making fun of Hollywood in this mm-hmm. episode through these like little things. And, and yeah, I, I, I just felt like, <laughs> oh um, gosh. Anyway, man, that um, was anyway so I know we're online, but can we, can we do the hockey thing? <sighs> In the words of I don't do huggy things. I do actual hugs. These people need to. Oh, these people need to get kid. over themselves. Like, can, can right. we do the huggy thing? He he can't even say it. He literally. Oh man! I was I was so afraid that they were going to recreate. Like everybody knows that picture, that hug on the airport. Time. Mm-hmm. Like, like I thought that that was down there thing that they will recreate it. Like literally the exact position. And I was like, you guys cannot be that that demented. Please don't. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but I like Shiv's face while they were doing it. Yeah, she was not buying it. She was not buying it. Um, okay, guys, thank you very much for listening. We've gone over an hour again, and I think I'm pretty sure at this point, every episode of the rest of the season is going to go over an hour. So I apologize. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week. Um, now at this point, as we approach the final four episodes, I can't really look. It's just well, we're crossing our fingers every week that we get the screeners. <laughs> so <laughs> because at this point they're going to stop. They're, they're obviously going to be very secretive with their with their episodes. So mm. we hope we still get screeners. But if we don't get screeners, obviously we we'll have episodes out as soon as possible for you guys. But uh, yeah, check out everything else we're doing: Barry, Ted Lasso, Yellow Jackets, Love and Death. I think we're very invested on HBO on this show. <laughs> On this podcast, it's oh, really you, you don't say. I, I had no idea. <laughs> anyway, we just look. We just follow. Where the, we, we just follow the quality. That's all. We, hands up, Kevin Hart meme. We just follow the. We just follow the quality. Anyway, especially now that industry has been, you know, they're making that for us. So they are making it for us. Shout out to Nikki and Conrad. Uh, okay, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Thank you for coming on once again. And yeah, guys. Yep. Check out is the cinema. We have some fun ideas. A lot of blind debates coming out this week, in which Ibuka and Priscilla debated two things i give them life on air so that that was that was quite fun to to watch them watch them scram um, i don't want to spoil what it is just yet but yeah <laughs> thank you guys very much for listening and join us next week when we'll be joined by daniel kaluya bye guys later look i hate the way you guys just up and accept this thing and maybe i need to do reading to myself but which one is Logan loves news. He does love news. Why would somebody just wake up and love news? I've become a billionaire of loving news.